trade deadline edition of habanero hoops you are listening to the spiciest fantasy basketball podcast with the hottest takes i'm joined by co-host michael guyman how are you today michael uh very shocked uh confused Uh, a lot happened today yes there were some crazy trades at today's trade deadline and we're going to be going over all of them without further ado let's get right into it and break down these trades team by team all right we're talking trades and rather than talk about each trade individually we are going to look at each team and analyze what players are going to that team and what players left that team so the first team we're going to do is the wolves and coming in they have juan hernan gomez malik beasley james johnson evan turner uh, jared vanderbilt a conditional future first owned by Brooklyn, D'Angelo Russell, Jacob Evans, Amari Spellman. Now leaving the Wolves, you have Shabazz Napier, Keita Bates-Diop, Noah Vonley, Jordan Bell, Robert Covington, Andrew Wiggins, a 2021 first round pick, and a 2021 second round pick. So quite a lot going on with the Wolves here. Uh, what are your initial thoughts, Michael? Well, I remember Cat uh, and Carl Anthony Towns was very upset with uh, how the Wolves were dealing with trades on Monday or two, just days before the trade deadline. And it's always known that him and D'Angelo Russell are friends. So uh, now the Cat is happy. He's purring. He's going to have more motivation, I believe, to play alongside his friend, D'Angelo Russell. So moving on to that, D'Angelo Russell, D'Angelo Russell, how is his value going to go up or down? Adam, give me your uh, quick take on that. Uh, I don't think it changes much. If anything, maybe it goes up a little bit because I think Russell's value is going to go down significantly once Curry came back. Uh, but, you know, now he's solidified as the number two guy in Minnesota alongside Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, but overall, not a huge change in his value from Golden State. Um, I think the big winner here, if there is one, is Malik Beasley coming from Denver where he was barely playing to Minnesota where he might actually start at shooting guard or small forward. We'll see. Either way, he's going to play a lot more minutes. Probably has relevancy in just about all 14-team leagues, but may end up having 12- and 10-team relevancy too. Um, Another guy that's interesting, Shabazz Napier, looked like he was about to have no value going to Denver, but then Denver turns around and flips him to Washington, where he will now be the starting point guard there since they no longer have Isaiah Thomas. Uh, Other than that, there's not really a whole lot of change in anyone else's value. Uh, Covington pretty much maintains value in Houston. And, you know, all the other guys like Bell, Smellman, Evans, Vanderbilt, uh, Hernan Gomez, James Johnson, not really too much of a change in value there. Uh, Any other thoughts to add, Michael? Yeah, if you're Andrew Wiggins' uh, guy, I think that's good news for him. I don't know. I think he's going to flourish in uh, Golden State. He showed a lot of improvement this year with the Wolves, and 
I don't know. I like him going to Golden State. I mean, I could see him starting next year potentially with uh, Clay and Curry and playing alongside of those guys. I'm, I'm really, I don't know. I think Wiggins is a good pick right now. Yeah, I could definitely see Wiggins gaining a little value in Golden State as well. All right, next team, Denver Nuggets going to Denver. We have Shabazz Napier, Keita Bates-Diop, Noah Vonley, Gerald Green, and Jordan McRae. Leaving Denver, we have uh, Malik Beasley, Juan Hernan Gomez, and Shabazz Napier. Uh, not too much changing with Denver. Um, you know, it looks like they kind of did right by Juan Hernan Gomez and Malik Beasley, trading them to Minnesota into a situation where both of them will get more minutes, especially Beasley. Um, it looked like they... Might have gotten uh, some bench solidification by getting Napier, who had been playing well with Minnesota, but they promptly flipped him to Washington. Uh, Keita Bates-Diop is an interesting guy. I really like his upside long-term. Probably not going to play much with Denver. Wasn't playing too much with Minnesota, only in like a 15-minute role. But I do think he could be good long-term be interesting to see if Denver continues to develop him or if they end up flipping him too. Other than that, nothing really to add. Anything you'd like to add, Michael? No, you pretty much summed it all up. Uh, nothing too crazy going on there. Yep. All right. The next team, just this is this will take uh, 30 seconds. Uh, they have J- James Ennis coming from Philadelphia and a 2022nd going to Philadelphia. It's the only trade the Magic was involved in, and they just get an extra bench piece. All right, next team is the Golden State Warriors. Coming from Minnesota, they had Andrew Wiggins, a 2021 first, 2021 second. Coming from Philly, they had a 2022nd owned by Dallas, a 2020. Sec- 2021 second owned by Denver, a 2022 second owned by Toronto, and then going out of Golden State, you had D'Angelo Russell, Mari Spellman, and Jacob Evans going to Minnesota, Glenn Robinson the third, and Alec Burks going to Philadelphia. I think the big takeaway is Glenn Robinson and Alec Burks are now going from starting spots to bench spots with Philly. So their value is going to decline significantly. Um, We also have Andrew Wiggins coming in. Uh, I know you talked about that earlier when we were talking about the Wolves, Michael, but anything else you'd like to elaborate on with Andrew Wiggins and Golden State situation? Uh, Not necessarily that. I think I covered that. I don't think it's going to explode or anything, but I think it's good, consistent overall value to uh, have Wiggins and even going into next year if he's not traded, which I don't see happening. But with this league, you never know. Um, But yeah, no, I think he's going to be good overall. What Going back to what you said, Adam, with uh, uh, Glenn Robinson III and uh, Burks here is down this list we're about to go, we're going to uh, highlight key players that were once on your team now might be droppable in the near future. So that is just one of potentially many to come. So just keep that in mind. Absolutely. Um, next team is the Philadelphia 76ers. Only players going to Philly were Glenn Robinson and Alec Burks from Golden State. And they gave up three second round picks spread across the next three years to get them. Uh, it, it just... Pretty solid move for the Sixers. 
I don't think those second round picks were too valuable. And uh, Glenn Robinson and Alec Burks are a lot better than what Philly had coming off the bench. They really uh, did not have much scoring off that bench at all. They had some nice pieces, but just not a lot of scoring. And that's what Burks and Robinson are going to give them. So it'll be interesting to see if that helps Philly push up into the top half of the East. All right, next team. This They, they were uh, pretty busy. Houston Rockets, of course, landing Robert Covington from Minnesota. Also got Jordan Bell, got Bruno Caboclo from Memphis, and a 2020 second-round pick owned by the Warriors from Atlanta. They also traded Clint Capella and Nene, both of those two players going to Atlanta. And then uh, we also had Jordan Bell, who they got from Minnesota, uh, along with a 2023 second-round pick swap going to Memphis. Uh, thoughts on Houston trading Capella, Michael? I was a bit shocked by this. I am too, and I don't know. He has good stats and everything, but was he helping them win? That's the thing they're looking for, but Atlanta definitely won that. We'll get to... I guess we'll get to more later. I don't know. I think that helps Trey Young a little bit, potentially more assists and just another big man down low. But, yeah, uh, I don't know. How do you think Capella will do going to Atlanta as far as the stats? Um, the only thing I might be concerned about with Capella is he might lose a little bit of rebounds because, of course, you have John Collins there yeah. who is a really good rebounder. Um, yeah, I I just I was really shocked by it. It seemed like Capella – was really good. He was always there to clean up the glass if Harden or Westbrook missed it. Uh, yeah, just, I mean, they do have Covington now, but I think I'd prefer Capella. Yeah, there's that joke going around that uh, P.J. Tucker's now their starter, so I guess maybe he's getting more minutes, supposedly. He's going to have a bigger role uh, on that Houston starting five. So <laughs> P.J. Tucker, your starting five. Hey, and he should be eligible in fantasy. I wonder if they'll do that. Yeah, he, I mean, he should. He started at center when Capella was hurt, and now that they've traded Capella, I mean, Jordan Bell was the only other pure center they had, and then they turned around and traded him. I mean, Isaiah Hartenstein, he wasn't really playing when Capella was out, so, I mean... Yeah. I think I think they're going to continue this with P.J. Tucker. Yeah, plus they made James Harden LeBron a point guard eligible, so why not? Yep, and... I guess another thing to talk about, how do you think Covington fits in in Houston now? Yeah, good. I don't see him getting any worse or better. Uh, Houston definitely needs some defense, so he's probably going to be the main defensive guy on that uh, whenever he's on the floor. They're going to look at him to guard the best player more often, and he's going to have a big role, I believe. Yeah, I don't think too much changes from him in Minnesota as far as role. Perhaps he's a little bit more motivated playing on a winning team. Yeah. But fantasy-wise, I don't see a whole lot changing. Um, next team is another shocking trade. We're just going to do these two teams together because this was the only trade that both teams made. So it was the Pistons and the Cavs. Disclaimer, Michael and I are both Cavs fans, so we were thrilled about this trade. Cavs giving up essentially nothing. John Henson, Brandon Knight, and a second-round pick to the Pistons. For none other than Andre Drummond. 
Uh, initial thoughts, Michael. I literally laughed. I just started laughing. I looked at my phone and a little fantasy group chat we had going on, and someone goes, Andre Drummond to the Cavs, and shows a picture, and I, I just started laughing. I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, who did we give up? Oh, really? <laughs> this is awesome. But, uh, no, as far as fantasy-wise, um, he might lose a I don't know. It didn't really get more motivated or less. It's from Pistons to Cleveland. But um, he's going to be down with uh, Kevin Love now. So do you think he's going to lose some rebounds? I mean, he was getting a lot. It's possible. It's just always hard for me to see Drummond losing rebounds just because of his yeah. size. It's just a huge human being. And Larry Nance, uh, TT. Um, this is, you know, just other big guys to go around the court there. But Drummond, we all know who he is. He's going to be on the floor. He's noticeable. Um, if you have a Drummond on your team, do you think this is bad news, good news, or it's a wash? Uh, yeah, I don't think I'm panicking if I have mm-hmm. Drummond or Love. I, you know, I think both of them pretty much maintain their value. The real losers, Tristan Thompson and Larry Nance Jr., who uh, are both probably going to go down to 20 or less minutes per game. I hope not. I don't know. I'm, like I said, I'm a Cavs fan, and I'm a fan of TT. Drummond is just a different animal. I cannot wait to see how these uh, games uh, go when he starts playing. This is going to be very interesting. And I guess the way I see it is you figure, uh, you know, Drummond and Love are each going to play 30 minutes apiece. So you're looking at 18 minutes apiece for Nance and Thompson. And, yeah, so I do think eventually if you do own Nance or Thompson, you're probably going to end end up having to drop but yeah worth holding for a few games mm-hmm. but I think this is a great basketball move for the Cavs I'm really excited about it from that perspective and it'll be interesting to see if they try to extend Drummond they now have his bird rights and can offer him more money and more years than any other team <laughs> all right next team Atlanta Hawks coming in uh, obviously, Clint Capella from uh, from Houston. And then from Sacramento, you got Dwayne Dudman coming in, a 2020 second-round pick, a 2021 first-round pick. And then from Portland, you have Scalabissier and Cash Considerations. Going from the Hawks, you have Jabari Parker and Alex Len to Sacramento. Uh, you had a... 2024 second round pick going to Portland. Um, initial thoughts on the Hawks acquiring Clint Capella, Michael. Yeah, it's great. It's great for the team. Uh, they're very young, and this just gave them a big presence down low. John Collins is going to have some help. Next year, I think they should have some extra motivation uh, moving forward. But as far as fantasy, um, Clint Capella... I think we already kind of touched base on this. Um, he'll keep doing what he does, just maybe less boards because there's more people that are going to try to go for them on the court. Then again, he was sharing it with Westbrook and Harden. But, um, and you know how they, they can get a lot of boards. But I don't think his value tra- changes that much. Yeah, I think one guy that maybe loses is Cam Reddish. He was trending towards a player that you might be able to add, but he was getting a lot of those minutes at power forward. And... So if he doesn't get a minutes reduction, then that means DeAndre Hunter will if Radish is playing more at small forward or Herder if Radish takes some of the shooting guard minutes. But I guess I could see a scenario where all four of those guys lose, Radish, Herder, 
um, Hunter and, uh, who else was I just talking about on Atlanta? Now you mentioned like Hunter and other people. Oh, Collins, Collins. Cause yeah. So you have those three guys for that shooting guard mm-hmm. and small forward spot. So yeah, between Reddish, Herder and, uh, Hunter, there's a good chance that all three of them could lose a little value. But if just one of them loses value, I'm going to bet it's going to be Reddish. Um, Jabari Parker, what do you think happens with him in Sacramento? He was having a decent year in Atlanta before he got hurt. Yeah, first of all, who else uh, joined me here uh, when they picked up John Collins after – not John Collins, I apologize. Uh, When they picked up Jabari Parker when John Collins got suspended because I made that move. And if you're listening to this and you did the same, that was a good time, wasn't it? And then – past month or two it's been you know nowhere near your team but now he's going to sacramento how do you think he'll be there uh tough to see him getting you know I mean? minutes that's it's a pretty crowded backcourt you know they have rashawn holmes uh yeah bialika they got marvin bagley oh, holmes is uh starting to practice by the way if not has he played a game yet i know he's very close to returning if not happening next game oh yeah yeah no Holmes is is very close to being back and just then a little side note they also got Len from the Hawks oh, wow. so it's just like it's it's tough to see Jabari getting minutes at power forward mm. and even at small forward you know you got Harrison Barnes there Buddy Heald uh you know Bogdan Bogdanovic it just uh, I don't I guess I don't know if I ever see uh, Jabari getting back to, like, even a 25-minute roll. Well, that was fun while it lasted, right, guys? Yep. And then the Kings coming in from Atlanta. They have Jabari Parker and Alex Len leaving. They have Dwayne Dedman and a 2020 second-round pick and a 2021 first-round pick going to the Hawks. Uh I mean, not much to add here because, you know, we kind of covered it when we were talking about the Hawks. We had Jabari and Len probably don't do a whole lot. Deadman wasn't doing much, so. Yeah, I know Deadman wanted to get out of Sacramento, so I'm sure he's happy. I might have a better, decent backup role in the Hawks, but uh, just a little side note there. He wanted yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, Go, goes back to Atlanta, who he was playing with last year and is going to get to back up Clint Capella. Um, next team, LA Clippers, they were active too. They made a few interesting moves coming into them was Marcus Morris from the Knicks, Isaiah Thomas from the Wizards and a 2022 second round pick from the Hawks to the Knicks. They gave Mo Harkless a 2020 first round pick 2021 first-round pick swap, and a 2021 second-round pick. They also traded uh, Jerome Robinson to Washington and uh, Gary Walton Jr. to the Hawks. Um, Initial thoughts on the Clippers acquiring Marcus Morris. I don't think he'll get a crazy minute reduction, but he will definitely, definitely get less shots, rebounds, everything across the board. So, if you own Morris, it's quite unfortunate, but this is what happens in the trade deadline. It could have been worse. It could have been better. Um, I say hold on to him. See how it goes. I don't think drop him right away. Hold on to him for a game or two, unless you're super desperate and 
fighting hard for a playoff spot or not trying not to come in last. But if you're somewhat, somewhat floating about, see what's up for a game or two. And But if you drop him, don't feel bad about it. And I'm I'm on the fence with this one because, you know, my initial thought was, oh, Morris is going to lose all of his value. He's only going to play 20 minutes. He's not going to do much. Um, the only thing, though, is the Clippers gave up a first-round pick to get him. And so when your investment level goes up, you tend to play that player more minutes. So yeah. I'm I'm sort of at a hold with Morris. See what happens for a few games. If he doesn't get minutes, you should feel pretty comfortable dropping. But if he does maintain that 30-minute role, he might be able to maintain 10 and 12 team value yeah I, I agree with that and he's you know the Knicks how bad they are I get it but he was scoring 20 points a game on that team so again I know the Knicks are bad but it shows that the guy has talent he can create he make shots off so you know the Clippers are definitely interested in that and you made a good point with up them giving a first round pick for him so again just watch see what happens for the time being um, it's very interesting but I don't think he's gonna get better <laughs> Yeah, um, and it was also reported that the Clippers plan on waiving Isaiah Thomas, kind of sad for him. Um, was interested that the Clippers gave up on Jerome Robinson, though. Again, he didn't really have much uh, relevancy. I do kind of like Jerome Robinson long-term. think he could be a good player. will be interesting to see if Washington gives him opportunity or not. Um, next team, we're talking Miami Heat. Uh Coming into the heat from Memphis, you got Andre Iguodala, Jay Crowder, Solomon Hill going out. You have James Johnson going to Minnesota, Deion Waiters, and Justice Winslow going to Memphis. Um, So this is going to be interesting because this is going to negatively affect a few heat players because all the players leaving, Johnson, Waiters, Winslow, not really eating up a lot of minutes. When Winslow was healthy, he was playing 25 to 30 minutes. It's just he hasn't really been healthy pretty much the whole year. James Johnson, Waiters, they've played in spurts. Um, but you got to figure Iguodala and Crowder are both going to play, and they are both going to get probably 15 to 20 minutes. And so those minutes have to come from somewhere, which means other guys on the Heat are going to lose out. Um, we obviously know Jimmy Butler – is not going to be one of those guys. We obviously know Bam Adebayo is not going to be one of those guys, but I don't know that anyone else is safe. And now, granted, it's not going to be a huge minutes reduction, but I, I still think you could notice some change, some slight changes in value. Uh, thoughts, Michael? Yeah, he are going to want to play Iggy and Crowder. However, I don't think they're a big fantasy value, something to really keep an eye on. Um, eh, no, keep an eye on it, I suppose, but don't get – overhyped on it don't get excited i don't think it's gonna be worth owning in a 10-man league by any means but as far as like a team value yeah they'll play them but i just don't i don't know not excited and i think if you're owning kendrick nunn duncan robinson um you gotta just keep an eye even goran Dragic could take a slight hit if iguodala is playing with him in the second unit you know iguodala will handle the ball so you might see a slight drop in assists from Dragic. Um, Kelly Olenek, he could definitely lose some minutes if uh, Crowder starts playing, um, you know, some more minutes at the four. Uh, you know, 
Uh, we'll have to just see how those minutes continue getting distributed moving forward. Um, but yeah, if you own somebody on the Heat, definitely something to watch out for. All right, next team, Memphis Grizzlies. Not a whole lot going on. They got Waiters and Winslow from the Heat, like we said. They also got Gorgie Dang from the Minnesota Timberwolves. And they traded Andre Iguodala, uh, Jay Crowder, and Solomon Hill to the Miami Heat. Um, so, yeah, not... Not really a whole lot going on for Memphis. Uh, anything really to add there, Michael? No, nah, they kind of the only trade was really involved was with most majority with the Heat. So we kind of touched base on that. The only big change here that we we're going to not even discuss, just mentioned, was uh, Minnesota gave up Dang to Memphis. That's about it. Yeah. Oh, there was um, one other player we forgot to mention. Uh, Jordan Bell. Oh yeah. Grizzlies did get Jordan Bell from Houston. Don't really think he's going to play at all, you know, with mm-hmm. Valanciunas, Jaron Jackson correct. Jr., correct. Yep. Brandon Clark. Yeah, just and everyone knows that. I don't, we don't need to tell you. Yeah. All right. Next team, New York Knicks. Uh, coming to the Knicks, you got Mo Harkless from the Clippers, a 2020 first-round pick, 2021 first-round pick swap, and a 2021 second. Um you also have the draft rights to Issef Sanon from Washington. And, of course, you had uh, Marcus Morris going to the Clippers. Um, thoughts on the Morris trade for the Knicks, Michael? Who does this open up some more minutes for? Portis? Yeah, could definitely see Portis getting some more minutes. Is R.J. Barrett healthy? Um, actually, yeah, today was his first day back. But yeah, Barrett's healthy. Yeah, he's a small forward shooting guard type guy. And Morris did take a lot of shots. So, yeah, I mean, good for those young guys there. Um, but, man, Morris, yeah, if you have him going to the Clippers, it's just like, wow. <laughs> that guy scored just a big volume guy in the Knicks. Yeah, Kevin Knox, I could also yeah. see him getting a little bit of value. And Alfred Payton, who knows? He's more of an assist guy. But, yeah, Knicks moving forward, it's something to – pay attention to i want to say add right away but i mean if you're feeling risky you can do that but definitely keep an eye on the knicks look at the young players anyone um that's in the free agency in your league morris is gone so just keep a little eye on that yep uh next team just one trade portland trailblazers gave up scalabissier uh to the atlanta hawks and got a 2024 second round pick so they really had uh, no interest in Scal. Um, and then I think that is it. Oh, one last team, Washington Wizards, um, giving up Isaiah Thomas and the draft rights to Isif Sanon. And then uh, Wizards getting back um, uh, Shabazz Napier from the Nuggets. And it looks like that might be it. Um, so, you know, pretty much swapping Isaiah Thomas for Napier. Um, not not too bad for for the Wizards, you know. They Isaiah Thomas was not going to be in their future. Um, it's not like Napier's super young. He is 28, but he'll be able to start at point guard and provide some decent value for him. I think he... Um, Napier maintains 12-team relevancy going to the Wizards. Uh, 
thoughts on Napier in Washington, Michael? Not so much. I know in Minnesota it looked like for a second he could have been something. Um, I know he's going to be going against Ish Smith, so maybe he does have – yeah, because as I said, Thomas was getting on and off minutes. I know he went through trends during the year, so I wonder if Napier is going to try to follow that footsteps or just take over or not be relevant at all because, again, Ish Smith has some kind of good games in him, but nothing like to crazy look at. But Napier, keep an eye on, but – he has some potential definitely to be rostered and i do like napier more than ish smith although if napier struggles i could see ish smith getting a lot of minutes i do did also forget to mention they got jerome robinson from the clippers um i mean he's not really relevant in any leagues he's more of a long-term guy i do think he could be a good nba player someday um, but not really any fantasy implications this year with him unless the Wizards decide to give him 30 minutes a game, which I don't see happening. Um, I think that does it. Um, any final thoughts that you'd like to add, Michael? Yeah, the Pistons are insane. <laughs> no, I get it. Like, I guess no one else could really offer anything better than what the Cavs gave up. But Wow, what is going on? That really blew my mind. Even if I'm not a Cavs fan, I'm just thinking, like, what happened there? Uh, D'Angelo Russell going to the Wolves. I think that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And knowing that him and Carl Anthony Towns are friends, that's just going to be a really fun thing to watch and continue moving forward next year. Hopefully they can stay together. And Andrew Wiggins going to Golden State. That's, again, going to be a nice thing going in. Uh, Draymond Green, he's going to end up playing with him. I wonder how he's going to be. And then Curry's coming back March 1st. So... There's a lot of um, – I remember at the beginning of the year, maybe a month ago or less, they were talking about how this year's um, trade deadline would not be interesting at all. And I was kind of bummed out. Um, no, nothing so crazy. We didn't get like an MVP caliber trade, but that never happened. Who am I kidding? But uh, no, this was fun. A lot of surprises, and um, I like what I saw. It's going to be fun. And if there were a few players that I would recommend adding as a result of the trade deadline, I don't think there's any guys that you need to go grab immediately, but guys to maybe take a look at. Malik Beasley in Minnesota could have a much larger role. Christian Wood in Detroit, now that Drummond's gone. I do like him. And uh, Mo Harkless in New York. I think he could have a decent impact you know, with Marcus Morris gone, I think he could take a decent amount of those minutes. Um, and, you know, when Mo Harkless was in Portland and starting, he was a must-roster guy, was averaging a block and a steal and a three per game with uh, good efficiency. Um, how about you, Michael? Are there any players that stand out that you think maybe weren't relevant that now are relevant? Hmm. Not that really come to mind because like capella i think he's not going to change at all but i think you kind of touch base on him nothing that really stands out too much nothing that i'm gonna go chasing grabbing oh my gosh is he free for so yeah i think um on the other side of the coin you saw a lot more uh, players that maybe were relevant that now are no yes, longer relevant yes that is what we touch base on more and that was more noticeable than other guys coming out of nowhere hey pick him up because of the trade 
And I guess just to rehash a few of those players, I think uh, both Tristan Thompson and Larry Nance, those they're going to trend towards drops. Uh, Marcus Morris, definitely keep your eye on him. Um, Isaiah Thomas is a clear drop, especially since he's going to be waived. Um, uh, Alec Burks and Glenn Robinson, both probably drops now. Um, other than that, maybe if you had Amari Spellman, he's probably a drop now. Uh, any other players I might be forgetting, Michael? Not really. The trade deadline ended not too long ago, so we still need a little time to digest this. But I think we kind of touched base on most of it, yeah. All right, and obviously if we do notice uh, some player values changing as a result of the trade deadline, if you tune into Habanera Hoops every week, then you'll be the first to know. There is talk of uh, having a Twitter page joining and going up here soon, so be sure to follow that if we get that going in the works. And that does it for today's emergency habanero hoops trade deadline edition. Um, thought it was a really interesting trade deadline. Was shocked at the Cavs deal. Was shocked at the uh, Golden State Minnesota deal. Shocked at that uh, Hawks um, Hawks Rockets deal with Capella going to Houston uh, or pff, Capella going to Atlanta. Um, just a wild day, and it'll be interesting to see how all these trades play out. Adam, who would you rather, as in who do you think won the trade, Minnesota or Golden State? And I'm talking strictly, no picks, none of that. I'm talking Wiggins and D'Angelo Russell. Go. Oh, I'm taking Wiggins all day. Oh, I'm taking D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell on the Timberwolves. He's happy. He's ready to go. But Wiggins is not a bad pick either. That number one overall pick upside. Hey, D'Angelo was two, though, huh? Yeah. Is he D'Angelo two? Yeah, yeah, he was a second overall pick by the Lakers. It wasn't one. (laughs) True. All right, well, thank you for listening. You just listened to the spiciest fantasy basketball podcast with the hottest takes, Habanera Hoops. Until next time.